listening to The Lovish Podcast, and I'm your host, Sita Hood, a licensed clinical social worker. Each week, I'm going to help you to develop the belief and strategy necessary to make an immediate impact on the world by deep diving into topics like mental wellness, faith, relationships, and love. I should mention before we hop into the show, this is not a substitute for our relationship with a licensed therapist. You ready? Let's get it. Hey, hey, welcome back for another episode of the Lovish Podcast. It is your host, Dr. Sita Hood. Woo! In case you have not been following my social media, your girl graduated. I am officially Dr. Sita Hood. And I wanted to talk to you today about something that came up for me a lot as I reached the end of this doctoral journey. Um, There are a couple of things that um, I want to really just kind of jump into about this journey of becoming, right? You know that you will forever be in the process of becoming, right? Once you achieve a certain level of success, the way that you define success, there will always be another level or another piece of the journey to becoming. So this is why I talk a lot about getting comfortable with the journey and the process rather than being so fixed and focused on the destination. Now you should celebrate the milestones because you better believe I'm celebrating. (laughs) You should definitely celebrate the milestones, but you don't want to get too attached to one or the other. You can get too attached to the destination that when you finally achieve it, it feels like basically you got finessed, right? Because it's like, man, I did all this work to get to this level and it's nothing like I thought it would be. And It's nothing like you thought it would be because you have just arrived at a new challenge, a new environment, a new space, new territory to be conquered. So you have to also be comfortable with the process of becoming. And then there is some of us that get so comfortable with the process of becoming that we don't pause to celebrate reaching the destination enough. And so you have to do both. You have to have this delicate balance. So today I want to talk to you, you specifically about self-sabotage. I think that more of us self-sabotage than we actually realize. And we do it in a lot of different ways. I think that when we look at other people, it can seem very clear how another person is self-sabotaging, but we can't see it in ourselves. So if I could just share a little bit of my journey to becoming Dr. Hood, there is an entire Instagram highlight on my Instagram. So there are little snippets of my journey there. But I would say that the majority of me like recording that journey was when I was 
almost done with my classes and I kind of want to start like at the beginning and just kind of paint a picture of how like self-sabotage came up for me in a lot of different ways before I get into the ways that I think you might be struggling with self-sabotage. So uh, I started my journey. The program was supposed to take approximately three to seven years, um, maybe a little bit longer, depending on like the person. I knew that I had an extremely ambitious goal to finish at the three year mark. Like that is all I felt like I had in me to give. That's all that I really wanted to give. Um, because quick backstory, I believe that the Holy Spirit told me to go back to school and get my doctorate. I was done with school, okay? My mama told me back in 2011, oh, just go get your doctorate. I was like, girl, psh, you tripping. I'm done. I do not want a doctorate. That's it. That's so, that's all. That's it. I, I'm tired of school because I was one of those people that did school straight through. And so Holy Spirit kind of dropped in me to go back to school. And at first, when I went back to school, when I first started the journey and everything, I felt like I was able to clearly see, you know, where God was leading, where he was taking me in terms of like why I was to become a doctor. Child, when I got to the end of this doctoral journey, as in like the classes, I was so drained. So you have starting the doctorate program and then you have the pandemic that hit. I started October 2019 and um, the pandemic started March 2020. And I basically went most of my doctoral journey through the pandemic. So it was a blessing because not a lot of events were coming up. So I didn't have to really say no a lot when I had homework and stuff. I did a little bit, but not as much as I probably would have if we wouldn't have been in a pandemic. So there was that piece. But then there were the times that it felt impossible to be able to accomplish everything I was supposed to accomplish because we were in a pandemic and I had this extra responsibility of like managing my kids while still trying to work and still trying to you know be a wife and be again a mom mom teacher student you know all these different roles that um I was blessed with because it is a blessing to be able to function in these roles and I don't take it for granted. And the self-sabotage came up for me when I got to the end because I was so tired. I was so tired and I really wanted to just stop. When I first started this journey, I knew that most people that go through doctorate programs, they stop after the classes because doing the actual research and following through with that, that is huge. And it takes a lot of self-motivation to get through it and to get through the writing and all those small components and approvals that you need. And so I wanted to stop. But I kept remembering the thing that I said when I first signed up for the program, which was, I don't want to be a person who stops after I'm done with classes. I want to be a person that finishes and that finishes um, in the most ideal position possible because 
you all know I don't believe that perfection exists besides Jesus Christ. Um, And so that was what I was grappling with. One of the forms of self-sabotage that came up for me when I started to look for participants for my study was there are no people to participate in my study. This is going to take me forever to get to somebody. This is hard. I won't be able to actually do the study that I want to do with these people, even though it seems like it should be easy. And the reason being for those of you all that are not doctoral students is because when you write a plan of action and you say, this is what I'm going to do for my research, you have to stick to that. You cannot deter from your plan or else you have to start all over and get permission for the new thing that you want to do. So I felt like really giving up. And then I had one person reach out to me and say, hey, I'm interested in your study. Do I qualify? And from there, it's like it just took off. The Holy Spirit was just helping me. I That was like the burst of energy that I needed because no one was responding to my request for participants for the longest time. And then after this one person responded, she went and told other people. And then I was I got like that second wind and I was able to call for participants even more. And then I had everybody that I needed interviewed and lined up for participation in the study. And it was really challenging to like coordinate the schedules and be so tight with my timeline, but I wanted to be tight with my timeline so I could finish at exactly the three year mark. And I'm proud to say, yes, I finished at exactly the three year mark. So this happened, but that first form of self-sabotage came in with me making those excuses that I was never going to be able to find somebody to participate in my study. Nobody would qualify. Nobody would really care about participating because I know I had previously seen requests for study participants and, you know, who really wanted to do that? And so the second part of self-sabotage came in when I was doing the writing portion. All these thoughts about me not being good enough, me not being qualified enough, me not being able to find the time to get this thing done. There were all of these little things that came up. And then I got feedback from my committee and I was like, oh, Lord, I quit. I can't do this. You know, (laughs) I wanted to give up again. So I share this before I even get to talking about the ways that you're self-sabotaging, because I want to be clear that you can push past all of these forms of self-sabotage. And even though, because I know some people have like inboxed me or said things like, girl, you just be slaying whatever you do and girl, blah, blah, blah. Listen, it's not me. It's the Holy Spirit in me. Number one, that's number one. It's the Holy Spirit that gives me power, strength, authority, all of those things. I have to go to my father for strength. I have to go to my father and have him get me together because otherwise I would have given up. That's it. There's no other way to see it. I would have given up honestly and truly. So I have to also, again, be authentic about the process of, yes, even this step for me um, in 2019 to where I am now 
And even this podcast, the process of this podcast, I wanted to give up. You know, I, I, there are times where my brain steps in and it's like, girl, you could be doing something else. Girl, why don't you go do that? Girl, you could read a book. Girl, get into that new show. But what is my goal? What am I focused on? Why am I doing this? One, because I know that it is a testimony and it is a encouragement and an inspiration to listeners. I cannot tell you how many times I've had people bless me. They didn't even know they were blessing me with messages that tell me like, oh my gosh, I listened to this particular episode. It was the bomb. It helped me get through X, Y, Z, or thank you so much for being open about your story because it's helped me to do ABC. And so when I speak, you know, and I share like what it was that was helpful to me that helped me get from one level to the next. I have to be real about that. And I have to be real about the fact that everybody experiences those self-sabotaging thoughts, but you just cannot stay there. So we're going to pause and have a break from our sponsor for this episode. And then I want to talk to you about why you need to stop self-sabotaging and how you can kind of move from self-sabotage to walking intentionally towards your goal. When are you going to stop pretending like you're superwoman? Yes, I know you believe if you don't do it, it won't get done. Take a deep breath and pause with me for a moment here. You're doing too much. You know it and I know it. Let's stop pretending and get you some relief starting today. Do you set weekly wellness goals? If not, you've got to start. No more leaving yourself last on your to-do list. I want you to download the Confident Bay app and start using the weekly wellness tracker now. It's 100% free to use and it comes with a digital journal to help you process thoughts and feelings on the go. You can even meet a tribe of like-minded women inside of Bay's Digital Cafe. I'm serious. Take off your cape, take a deep breath, and download the app at thepinkemerald.com forward slash app or hit the link in the show notes. Okay, welcome back. So the first form of self-sabotage is you are making excuses as to why you're not showing up. I know we all have a story. It's like, oh, I'm too tired. I just birthed a baby and I'm not saying that childbirth cannot be cannot be traumatic because if you know anything about my story my second birth was kind of traumatic myself so that is not to make light of a traumatic childbirth but I'm saying you know we have all of these reasons why we cannot start why we cannot show up I have a nine to five. I cannot also take on starting a podcast or I have three kids already. I cannot open up the door and host a Bible study Wednesday night for youth, even if that's what the Lord put on my heart to do. Like we just have a gang of excuses as to why we won't show up. And so 
I remember specifically when I was a new wife and a new mama and I was working as a school social worker and there was a woman um, in this therapist community that I looked up to and she owned her own treatment facility that she built herself. And I was like, man, this is so dope. Like you have all these services available. You have staff, you have this funding. How did you do this? And she was like, I had to make a lot of sacrifices. I had to compromise on my sleep sometimes. I had to put relationships on the back burner. I read so many books. Sometimes I sleep at my facility because I work too much. I thought this was absolutely ridiculous. Okay. (laughs) I'm being real. I thought it was ridiculous. I was like, oh, well, I guess I will never own a treatment facility, right? But there was some truth to what she was saying. She was 100% correct about the fact that achieving your vision is going to take everything you have. It's going to take every ounce of your focus, every ounce of your energy, your prayers, your grit. You have to have grit. And even when you think you have grit, you're going to have to dig a little bit deeper for more. Now, I'm not an advocate for sleeping at the job and all of that. You all know over here, we rep hustling responsibly and wellness as a lifestyle. And I wholeheartedly embrace that. But it is going to take some fire under your butt. So if you're saying that you want to do this thing, you want to accomplish this vision, you want to bring this dream out of your heart, you want to function in this way, you want that promotion, you want to climb the corporate ladder, then you got to show some grit. And that grit means that you have to pack away the excuses. Another form of self-sabotage is you're showing up, but you're holding back. And holding back has never been helpful to anybody. In fact, holding back could actually lead to death. If you think about those situations where, you know, you come to a cross street and the um, traffic that you're trying to get across, they don't have a stop sign, but you do. If you were to inch yourself out there as traffic is coming and you hesitate even for a moment, that moment could cost you your life. So you don't have time to show up half-heartedly. You don't have time to show up to the space and give partial energy. And I hear you now, you're saying like, well, I want this thing, but I'm too afraid. I can't really shine brightly because X, Y, Z. Ditch the excuses and show up. Show up fully as yourself, authentically as you. If you're going to show up in the space, you may as well give it all you've got. Because here's the truth. You can't can't say that a thing is not working if you haven't given it all you have. I cannot say, oh, I can't run a full mile if I'm partially jogging and walking when I know I have more energy that I'm reserving. Why are you reserving energy? Empty the clip. Empty it. That's what you're there for, to empty the clip, empty it all out, pour it all out. It's there for a reason. Everything in your life has led you to this point so that you can empty the clip. And when you empty the clip, that's when you see the changes. That's when you see the transformation. That's when you see the vision take off. That's when you see the results of what you've been working hard for. 
But if you show up and you half empty the clip, what are you doing? What are you giving? You're not giving it your all. Like you can't really complain then. So again, empty the clip today. The final thing, the final form or version of self-sabotage is you're giving up too quickly, too quickly. Let's say you empty the clip and you got to reload it, but you're upset that you got to reload it. You're upset that you didn't get the results that you wanted. So you give up. If you think about, hmm, let me see. If you think about, y'all know, I, I, if you follow me for any length of time, y'all know I be cooking sometimes on my stories. I low key think I'm a chef. Um, if you are making a pot of string beans, I ain't talking about the the cut string beans. The, you know what? I ain't talking about that. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about that pot of grain beans, honey. Not the saute. I'm talking about the one where you maybe want to throw a little meat in there. You know, you want that good, good simmer. Now, let's think about that. The string beans are going to, they're going to be cooked, right? I personally, one of my favorite ways to eat string beans is the French style. So, they're cooked already when they come out the can. You don't really have to do anything to them, right? But if you put that flavor in that pot, if you season that up, you throw that meat up in there, you put it on a simmer, whoo, child. The way them string beans hit when they come out that pot versus when they have come out the can, when you have allowed them to simmer, now I could heat them up. I could heat them up. I could heat them up stovetop and, and put my little seasonings in them and stuff. And they'll be all right. They, they'll be good. But when you have allowed it to simmer for 20, 30 minutes, just a really good time to allow those flavors to mesh together, that's going to hit different. That taste is going to be very savory. That flavor is going to make people say, oh, who made these streamies? Come on over here, girl, so I can pop you. When you are producing results, when you're giving people things, when you are pouring out, when you are committed to your vision or committed to climbing that ladder, committed to starting the business, committed to pastoring or whatever it is that you're called to do, you cannot give up too quickly. Because if you give up too quickly, you're just going to have some warmed up string beans that a couple of people might be like, oh, yeah, what what they have at the picnic on oh, the head, sweet potatoes, they had this, they had it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and string beans. Do you want to be an afterthought? No. But when you show up full force and you don't quit and you don't give up too quickly and you don't sabotage what you're there to do, it's a lasting effect that's left, Right. People remember the impact that you had. You have a stronger impact, a stronger presence. And it's because you were committed. It's because you set aside your excuses. It's because you set aside the self-sabotage. And if we're being 100% honest here, self-sabotage for Christians is a form of pride even. You know, because the Holy Spirit gives us the strength to do any and everything. The Bible says I can do all things through Christ. So now if I get stuck in my patterns of self-sabotage and when the Lord told me to do something, one, I'm operating in disobedience. But even beyond that, two, what am I saying? 
Is the Holy Spirit not real? Can he not empower me to do what I am called to do and to show up in the spaces that I'm called to show up in? I'll answer. Yes, he can. So I'm denying God's power and puffed up and saying like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do. I, 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 I. Go ahead and sit down. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying about self-sabotage? Now, I'm not trying to go so hard on you and say that I don't understand that life happens. I'm a therapist. Of course, I understand that life happens. And I'll be the first person to tell you, sit down, rest, cry your tears. But baby, when you get done, when you get done, empty the clip. you been listening to what you've been watching what you've been reading media queens what's up all right all right welcome back to the part of the show where i talk to you about what is in my ears what i am watching and what i am reading okay so my favorite season is upon us fall and i'm just gonna give you guys spoiler alert spoiler alert right now because i'm about to just say what i feel okay um I have been watching House of the Dragon, loved Game of Thrones, and was super excited to get into House of the Dragon. And I think it's just a perfect fall show, right? So there's that. There's that sidebar. Here come the spoilers right now. So this is your last chance if you don't want to hear no spoilers. Now, I know some of y'all going to be in your feelings when you hear me say this, but I'm rooting for Damon Targaryen. (laughs) I know. I know. That is the social worker in me that roots for the underdog. So my friends are like, what is your problem, girl? Here's how I feel about Damon. I feel like all of these people put their thoughts and ideas on Damon. They whisper in the king's ear about who Damon is and how Damon shows up. And I'm not going to lie. Damon has done some bogus stuff, right? Like the first couple of episodes, I'm like, oh, okay. I could kind of understand why he did that. But that episode um, with Rhaenyra, though, okay. That was a little bit OC, right? That was OC. I ain't going to hold you. That was OC. He, he, he overstepped on that one. But then in the following episode, the one that just came on September 18th, it's got me feeling mixed feelings okay I'm I I know I said spoiler here but I'm trying my best even not to give spoilers but um you know I feel like Rhaenyra's actions on the episode that came out September 18th her actions really low-key almost justify Damon's actions in the episode before that and and not fully justify. I'm not going to say fully justify. And please believe I am not an advocate for incest or, um, you know, child abuse or anything like that. I'm thinking about it from the time frame of like um, growing up, like in medieval times, 
the age of becoming a wife was obviously much younger, right? Much, much, much younger. So that's the mindset that I'm thinking about this from. To be clear, because I'm not an advocate for child abuse or anything of that nature. So my whole point in uh, bringing up Damon Targaryen today is to talk about how Damon could have given in to self-sabotage. He could have made a gang of excuses as to why he couldn't show up. He wouldn't be this or do that. People gave him names. They assigned names to him, right? They said, oh, he was too rough on the city watching. Oh, he was too, uh, he gave away money or he spent too much money when y'all put him in charge of the money. And now it's a bloodbath here. And now he did this there and just all of these things that they were saying Damon did and who Damon was and what he was about and his purpose and Damon persisted through all of that through all of that he persisted and he still shows up listen when he showed up when that man showed up at the wedding though I was like oh he a beast <laughs> because after you get into it with your family like and they've said all of this stuff your brother has now held a knife to you and was like you better not come through here again boom he's like yo I'm still coming to the wedding what's good and not only am I gonna come to the wedding but I'm gonna roll up on Rhaenyra too what's up like <laughs> so if Damon Targaryen and all of the whole seven kingdoms could be against him and he could still show up. So can you, you can still show up. And I would hope that you're not out here doing the stuff that Damon Targaryen doing. If you are, you know, no judgment. Clearly I still love Damon. So (laughs) there's love for you here too. If you want to talk about this show, y'all already know y'all can hit me up on social media for this discussion, but I just wanted to give you another little boost and push of encouragement that if Damon can push past self-sabotage and we know that he did have moments where he felt, you know, discouraged. So if he can push past those moments, so can you stop self-sabotaging. All right, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Lovish Podcast. I know I went kind of hard on you today, but sometimes we need that tough love. I cannot give you any cute remedies for self-sabotaging. When it comes to self-sabotaging, you are holding yourself back from fully pursuing and accessing and walking in the purpose and the assignment that God has for you. And so when you think about it from that perspective, I got to snatch your edges on that. Okay, so I cannot apologize for snatching edges today. All I can say is that if it hits you, then and it resonated with you, sit with it, talk to the Holy Spirit about it, and then get up and get to work. 
All right. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, share the love, share with your mama, share with your auntie, share with your friend. And then after that, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Reviews help the podcast to grow. All right. That's all I have for you today. I'll see you out in these social media streets.